Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Every day, Greg Giannotti, Brian Jones. Gio and Jones across the country on CBS Sports Radio. I'm all warmed up. (laughs) Extra hour for me, solo. And I've never been happier to see you. Good morning, Brian. How are you? You all lathered up. Yeah, man. I am too, man. That was a good five minutes I just did. Whew. I'm worn out. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Sure you are. Uh-huh. Well, I don't know what the hell happened, but all I know is... A grown man got sick. Yeah, I guess so, but... You better be on his deathbed. So Amy Lawrence was on vacation, and then Paul Nanos was going to fill in for her, and then he called out sick. Mm-hmm. And he's someone that I believe is sick. Because normally someone calls off in late August on a Friday. That means that they're doing something better than being at work. Mm. But Paul Nanos is someone who gets shifts here or there. Part-time guy. Loves being on the air. There's no way that he would not come in unless there was something really going on. So I do believe him. But the thing that is amazing to me is that Eric Spitz, our program director, told me that eight people... He reached out to eight people to fill the shift, and nobody could do it. Wow. Eight people? Eight people. And that's why they had to have J.J. simulcast. J.J. after Doc. What's up, bro? (laughs) Bro. It was amazing because... Bro. Everyone's a bro. So he was simulcast on WFN in New York and on CBS Sports Radio, and the, the people who normally listen to him on the overnights on WFN were calling up going... JJ, this is great. You made it. You're being simulcast across the country. <laughs> Good for you. <laughs> and meanwhile, I'm thinking, what? <laughs> I mean, he went national, baby. This poor kid is just getting squeezed every penny out of him. I don't think he's probably getting paid for two different things. There's I would no, hope so. There's no way. Come on. And it's all because Paul Nanos was sick. That's why. Come on, Nanos. And he's like, oh, thank you. Thank you. You know, he didn't like it. <laughs> Damn. Yeah, I made it to the big time, bro. <laughs> bro. Oh, I like JJ, though. I, I do, wanna, too. I don't want to slam him, but yeah. So. John Zastrowski. <laughs> ah, JJ at the dock. Zastrowski. <laughs> people, the, when he's on the network, there's got to be people in, like, Wisconsin that think he's an alien. With that Staten Island accent. John Zastrowski. <laughs> wow. Who is this? John Zastrowski. <laughs> What is that? <laughs> hey, Dan, you hear this guy? <laughs> and with the Yankees and Batantis. <laughs> he got hit in the head. Uh, all right, a lot of stuff going on. A lot of stuff going on. You Just excited Jansky? about the fight? You uh, heading out there tomorrow morning? Yeah, I, no, I am. I am. And, and that was sort of the crux of what I was talking about in that first hour is, you know, I really don't know what the hell to expect yeah. at all. Now, I know... In the ring, what I think I'm mm-hmm. going to see. But from the atmosphere and all that stuff, I re- I really don't know. Oh, no, no, no. And there there are rumblings now that 
the thing that I brought up after the press conferences that I really didn't think it was reality, but I brought it up. I said, wow, those four press conferences, this was a little unsavory. This could leave a, a bad taste in, in people's mouths. I wonder if this did more harm to them than not. But then I said, no, I, I can't imagine that it did. But it was just so just rough, all of that. Well, I, we won't know until we see what occurs in the ring and what's said after we have an outcome. What was the source of your motivation other than the fact there's a big old fat purse laying out there for you to uh, to get? And 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 secondly, uh, you know, were there ancillary things that went a long way with helping you withstand or overcome certain things in the ring? And Mayweather's already said that he's doing this for the brothers because well, he's doing the, it for the money. He, well, we know that, and he acknowledged that as well. But he said that uh, he. <laughs> <laughs> you were terrible. <laughs> you were bad. I didn't want that on the television. I All right, go ahead. Uh, <laughs> I, it was you something were, on the TV I didn't want to see. I'd Pete wow. come in and shut it no, off. No, Joe, it bothered him that much. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> Pete come in here. There's reasons do why, and they're legitimate. Yeah, you know? Pete do that slow walk. <laughs> like he's doing the walk of shame or something. <laughs> yeah. um, uh, yes, the money, first and foremost. And, and Mayweather has acknowledged that. Yeah, it's going to take a lot for me to come out of retirement. Okay, how many how much how many zeros before that decimal point? Okay, yeah, I'll come out of retirement. But he's also said there are things that were stated in those press conferences, which were too too many, and and there were four total. Uh, that there were things that were said that really bothered him. So we'll see if that extra motivation for him to to, to knock McGregor out or beat him up. And 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 on the flip flip side, McGregor money enticed him, and for you to give up. All the rules and regulations of your sport jump into an arena in which you've never fought before, at least not as professional, and and allow all those rules to be applied. Uh, you know that says a lot. And what spoke loudly was the money. That's yeah. why you you give in to those demands. So the rumors are, and these are all rumors. None of this has been founded in fact at this point. But that the pre buys on pay per view on Showtime pay per view are not where they expected them to be. And also our buddy Ike Feldman, who is out there in Vegas, said that he doesn't believe that there's as much buzz as he thought. He said his, mm -hmm. his phrase was Vegas is dead right now. Now, he was there, I think, starting Wednesday. So he'd been there for a couple of days. And I don't know if today's going to be different. I'm hoping tomorrow's different. But I don't know if Ike really has a grasp on things. I mean, he's a little bit of a space cadet as much as we like the guy. But I don't know what he means by that. Um, but if, if I go out there and this thing is like a dud and nobody cares because they think it's going to be a decision by Mayweather, it's going to be boring, or mm -hmm. they're just not going to fall for it. Like, ah, oh, this is a total money grab. I'm not going to fall for this. I'm going to be really disappointed. But I can't imagine it's going to go that way when I'm in that T-Mobile arena. I mean, that's going to be really, really exciting. I don't. Uh, that's why I'm so confused about this buildup here because you can build a case for this thing being the biggest of the big, and you can build a case for this thing really falling short of expectations. Once again, I've said this numerous times. This is the bear fighting the man at the fair. Yeah, we've never seen anything like this before. So I can understand why you and a lot of us don't know what to expect, but we're going to tune in because we want to see the spectacle. Uh, in, in you know, for fear of missing something that may be grand and, and, and something that we will never see the likes of again. Uh, it, yes, there's been a lot of hype. There's been a lot of hyperbole. Uh, but 
the aspect of this dude jumping into arena McGregor that he's never fought in before. And another guy is one of the greatest of his time. Uh, and he's undefeated taking on an MMA fighter and what could happen, what could occur if things get a little thick in there, you know, does McGregor uh, resort to MMA tactics, which would pretty much nullify his purse. And, if he does do that, what will Mayweather do? A guy who's always been strict about staying within his strategy, not allowing someone else to dictate what he does in the ring. Uh, so it's that whole spectacle, all the unanswered questions. That's why we're going to tune in. But to your point, I was shooting some stuff for the Better Man Show yesterday at a particular establishment, new bar. Well, they just celebrated their one-year anniversary, and I asked them, you guys are going to have a fight? You got television screens all around? No. They said no. Uh, and I've heard a a from lot me, of money, though, for a bar to yeah, thirty five hundred bucks. Yeah. yeah, you're right. Uh, but if there was if there was a lot of buzz around this fight, you would plop that down because you would recoup that in food sure. and and alcohol sales and all that. If you got a packed house, uh, you make up that thirty five hundred like nothing. Uh, is but, it a sports bar? Yeah, it's a sports bar. Really? Yeah, that's yeah. A, that is interesting. Yeah, yeah I, Urban I mean, Cole House. You a plug. Yeah, you, I, I don't know. And, 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 like, you have that example, and I have the example that I used to start that 5 o'clock hour where I get a haircut yesterday, and the woman that cuts my hair she has been doing it for two years. This is not the one that lays all the problems on no, you. No, that was a different oh, okay. one. That was the that was three uh, years ago. Oh, yeah, well, you became oh, a therapist. Jeez, oh, yeah. that was rough. Don't mm-hmm. remind me of that. Oh, the dad was in jail, <laughs> and there's no relationship <laughs> with him, and had four people die of drug overdoses in her friend circle i was like oh what Bam. i was like could you hurry this thing up anyway so this this <laughs> the woman now who cuts my hair she she's saying she is yeah, she's sane and she knows that i do this for a living talking mm-hmm. about sports and not once not one time in two years has she ever brought up sports not the super bowl not any nfl college football baseball basketball not one thing and the first thing she says when I sit down yesterday was I'm having a bunch of people over my house for this fight. Wow. I can't wait. You know, what are you doing for the fight? And then I told her the story. She's like, oh, my God, I'm so jealous of this. <laughs> so, I mean, that is a little bit of a, a snapshot into right. what people might be thinking about this, too. So, I mean, a lot of people are, are interested. That's for sure. But will those interested parties all end up buying this thing? I mean, I think it's really... Is this enticing enough for a hundred dollar pay per view? Right, and and I, I I think eventually we will see those pre buys grow. But every I mean, who was really shelling out the hundred dollars on the Wednesday? Nobody does that. Everybody's a procrastinator. Right, they're, they're gonna, gonna wait. Do it on Saturday right. night. You know, they do it on Saturday. Well, to your point, uh, you know, I give you that one anecdote about uh, uh, the bar owners there at Urban Co House, and we're trying to get some extra seats at Jay Z's joint where we're gonna watch the fight tomorrow night, and it, it, they've been. They've been pretty hard to come by. Yeah. So that lets you know that a lot of people are interested and and they're going to show up and watch this thing, and just like they were for uh, Pacquiao and, and Mayweather. We had a caller late last hour who wanted to or uh, wanted us to expound. Yes. On the, Sam from North Kakalaki. So I don't know if he's still listening. We're probably off on that radio station at this point. I thought lot, we expounded. Uh, well, I just wanted to give him the two exact oh. things. Oh, okay. Uh, so it was. Victor Ortiz mm-hmm. in 2011, as yep. we mentioned, as the last knockout, and then Ricky Hatton in 2000, 2007. There's prior to that, was the Ricky TKO, Hatton. and then prior to that, it was 
Tromba Mitchell. Tromba? Yeah. Tromba? I don't remember that in 2005. Do you remember the, the nope. Sharamba fight? No, I don't remember Sharamba. that. Nope. Sharamba fight. Sharamba. It was at Rose Garden in Portland in 2005. Sharamba Mitchell. Yeah. Mm. So, I mean, yeah, there's not there's not a lot there. But a lot of people think of TKO with McGregor. And every time I start or Mayweather TKOing McGregor, but every time I start to believe that Conor McGregor has a shot, there's a phrase, a picture, something that brings me back to say, no way. And this morning it was a guy calling up who is someone really interested in boxing and a boxer, I think, himself, he said. And he goes, you know, I don't think Conor McGregor's worn shoes for more than, like, a couple hours a day. Mm. And then I'm like, you know what? You're right. Great observation. I know. He's got shoes on. He's fighting. He's got the gloves that are heavier, even though they knocked him down to eight-ounce gloves. It's still double what he's used to wear. I mean, every time that I think, well, man, he's bigger. He's younger. I mean, he's a brawler. Yeah. He could, his, when he loses fights, it's by submission. People don't knock him out. All these things that I like, maybe he could do it. Trying to build myself up because not once have I believed that he could do it. And I'm trying to get myself excited about the possibility of McGregor winning the fight. There's always somebody that brings me back with something as simple as that. Hey, it's the shoes, money. It's yeah. the shoes. That is great. I mean, what if he gets a bunion while he's in there or something? <laughs> or yeah. shoes are too tight. You know, they're, they're, they're too big. A lot of things can happen. Well, the point being is he's going to be completely uncomfortable. Yeah. It's just an uncomfortable atmosphere. And you want to be as comfortable as possible. But I'm, I'm sure they've tried out a number of different brands and, 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 and types of shoes to make sure he's comfortable in the ring. I would hope so. I hope that doesn't become a problem. You know, he suffers a blister in the middle of the round or something like that, and he's hopping around on one leg. Uh, who knows? But uh, that hopefully will not enter into the equation and factor into the outcome. But yeah. that's a great observation. The guy hasn't he doesn't fight in shoes. Yeah, I know. Maybe he can come. See, they should have allowed him to come in barefoot. He gave up everything else, the gloves, as far as the weight. You're not an octagon. You're in a ring. Can I be shoeless? Maybe it helps him. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> Probably not. But I just... What it, is that? That, that the, the, the floor or the canvas that they use in octagon, you would think that would mess up your feet. I mean, it can't be that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Well, I'm just saying. I don't. I just can't imagine that to be comfortable. Yeah, yeah, that that even more so is uncomfortable being kicked and punched in the face. That's why you're supposed to avoid those punches and kicks. But still, that <laughs> octagon that's got to be a rough surface. Yeah. What I'm saying. So maybe he's used to being uncomfortable maybe. as far as his feet. Yeah, I I don't know. I I we don't. We'll find out. I don't know. Well, you check out when you when you you go to the the locker room when you get there tomorrow and you check out. Yeah, McGregor sure. Asking about his feet. You think there's any chance of that? What you could get in? Use your credential. Hey, I work. I'm not going to have Sports. a credential. I don't Take have. Take your CBS Sports ID. That'll work. <laughs> For what, the one that allows me to go to the bathroom. Yeah, here? show that. No, I don't. I don't believe. Act that. like you belong, man. That's the key. Now, there's a ticket suite, apparently, that I have to show up to to get these tickets. I have a ticket suite. Oh, cool. Do you think I get any, like, extra swag when I show up there? Like a, Probably. Like a T-shirt oh. or something? Steven Espinosa loves us now. Brock, yeah. man, a brisket. You yeah, know what I a know. brisket can do, I to ate you? it again last night. Yeah, exactly. I had some left over. I had the, the, the crew that was shooting the, the right. scenes yesterday. One of the guys, Devin's from Texas, gave him a little home cooking, some of that brisket. It's amazing. Loved it. I washed my hands probably four times after I ate it and yeah. took a shower, and I can still smell it. Still smell, it. That's still smell it in my hands. Yeah. It's unbelievable.
Good stuff. It really is. We tag team Steven Espinosa. We did tag team his ass. <laughs> and it worked. It did. Well, we triple teamed him, me, you, and the brisket. <laughs> yeah, the brisket really got the job done. Yeah. All right. Want to hear from you this morning. Got a lot of calls early. Probably won't get any now. 855-212-4CBS. <laughs> Will this be a dud? Or is it going to be the spectacle that many people hope that it will be? 855-212-4CBS. 855-212-4227. Mayweather, McGregor calls. Lines are wide open. We got a fight in baseball to talk about. A bogus update coming up. We're coming right back. Hey, this is UFC President Dana White, and you're listening to Gio and Jones on CBS Sports Radio. It is Gio and Jones on CBS Sports Radio. Andrew Bogish is here. I've already felt like I've been on the air for like seven hours. Mm. I've got a Starbucks gift card yep. from yesterday. I might send somebody down to... Yeah, use that bad boy. We both got one yesterday. To get everybody yeah. something. How'd that go? Because I need a little bit of a, you know, a shot here yeah. at this point. How'd that go End with the, the, week. the digital folks? Oh, cool. it was great. Yeah. 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 No, I mean, they every time that, that you're done and then I'm in there, you know, I give them about 10 minutes to complain about you, mm-hmm. you know, because they need to get that off their chest mm-hmm. and how tough it is to work with you and the verbal abuse that they get. And then, you know, after a while, they settle down, and they go about it is my, rough. my, my yeah. thing. Yeah. True. That, that guy who does, we did some NFL fan something or other yeah. yesterday. Fan essentials. Fan essentials, yes, mm. for uh, CBS Digital. The guy who does that, he, the guy who's in charge, has got the coolest name ever. It's a bogus buddy. DJ? DJ Sixsmith. That's his last Sixsmith. Yeah, he's a Fordham guy. Sixsmith. <laughs> And when he was coming out of school, he emailed me, like, I met him, and he emailed me when he was looking for a job. He's like, I, I don't know if you remember me. I'm like, your name is DJ Sixsmith. I'm never going to forget you. Sixsmith. I know. It's, it's no wonder I don't like him. <laughs> oh, come on. He's a good Six dude. Sixsmith. He put all my good stuff on the floor, and then, oh, we got to do that again. Yeah. Got to do that again. They don't eat dogs in the dog pal. Got to do that <laughs> again. I mean, he come got, on. Yeah, they ask him, what's the best? <laughs> what's the best tailgating city? So he's like Cleveland. He's like, and and they eat probably eat everything in there, man. It's Cleveland. They probably even eat dogs in the no, dog pound. No, I, mean, I said they don't eat dogs in the dog. That's one <laughs> thing they don't eat dogs in the dog pound. <laughs> they had to leave that on the cut the, the cutting room floor. I mean, come on. Yeah, well, that was sense of humor. I didn't say they ate the dogs. Well, you you kind of did. No, I said you they were, eat everything but dogs. No, you were like they they eat everything in there. Maybe even dogs. No, they don't in America. No, they don't. <laughs> See, I cleaned <laughs> it, it up. One, one of those. <laughs> Thank but you. you. First, you said it at first. All right, but then, then I said no, they do not. And then DJ was like, "All right, we're gonna do that one again. <laughs> yeah. We're gonna. Do we have the disclaimer? Yeah, we have, we're gonna do that one again." And, and what was the other one I messed up? Uh, uh, Antonio it, Bryant and yeah, Martavis Brown. Yeah, which is love that one. Yeah, I'm good uh, at that one. Oh, uh, I know that's a bogus one, but it was so funny because you couldn't say either one there for a while. <laughs> <laughs> you couldn't say Brown or Bryant in the right spot, <laughs> and, and you did one of your like elongated things when you get. Tri- you were like an Antonio Brown. <laughs> <laughs> you remember that? Oh, and then and he gets he gets stuck. He's totally stuck, and DJ's like, wow, what? I mean, it's like, trying to get you out of it. You're like, wow. All right, dog, we'll run that one back. No, no problem. I got this. I got this. Poor DJ hadn't seen CTE in action before. <laughs> yeah, I mean, 
He goes, oh, like, this is a real problem, man. He's like, yeah. I've got smelling salts if you, <laughs> if you need it. You were any help, punk. Yeah, I know. <laughs> of course I wasn't. Instigating. Well, I had a, you didn't see because you left, but I had a I had a great phlegm in the middle oh. of what, oh, it was some I was like, the the biggest surprise in the NFL is gonna be the Dallas. <laughs> 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 I said, all right, we're going to have to do that one again. Oh, the outtakes are more fun than the They real are stuff. always more fun. Yeah. Ugh. All right, if you're on the line, hang there through the bogus updates. We're going to take your calls on this fight. 855 212 CBS. Will it be a dud? Won't it be a dud? 855 212 Four two two seven. What's going on, Bogus? Gentlemen, there were rumors, some of them pushed by Floyd Mayweather himself, that Conor McGregor was still a with their way in <laughs> fast approaching, but the man cooking for says McGregor is in perfect shape, going as far as calling his body a masterpiece. At most, McGregor would have to drop two pounds before the fight, according to his nutritionist. Yeah, I think he's eight pounds overweight or woke up eight pounds overweight mm-hmm. yesterday, which is really nothing for these guys. Right. Yeah, which is shocking to me. Right. Yeah. I know. you can. It's, it is amazing. You can cut eight pounds in like an hour. With you these. lose two sleeping. Get a so, good nice rest. You drop two right there. So they thought he was going to wake up today, and we'll see because it's, what, 326. But he'll wake up today. They think about two pounds, and he'll, he'll be okay. And then... They already know his post uh, weigh-in meal. Yes, lamb. Lamb, yeah. He wants he wants lamb and he wants something else, some rice, something or other. Mint jelly. Yeah, maybe. But <laughs> I wonder how much weight he's going to gain after the weigh-in. That's, just, that's the deal. Yeah, yeah, it's amazing what they put on after the weigh-in. It is. It's incredible. It's like <laughs> such a short amount of yeah. time. <laughs> All right, sorry, Bogus. That's yeah, okay. Bogus. So uh, Miguel Cabrera was Mayweather. Austin Romine was McGregor yesterday <laughs> afternoon in Detroit. The future Hall of Famer picking a fight with the backup Yankee catcher. One of three benches clearing altercations. Eight people were rejected altogether. Yankee manager Joe Girardi would like to punch an umpire. It was poorly handled, and then... It got to the heat of the moment, and boys are going to be boys in the heat of the moment. So if you're not going to allow us to protect ourselves, what are you going to allow us to do? Specifically, Girardi wanted the umps to warn both benches at the Detroit's Michael Fulmer hit Gary Sanchez on purpose. Instead, the umps waited and tossed Tommy Canely after he retaliated for New York. Girardi was ejected then for arguing. Last night, the Rangers shut out the Angels 3-0 to take 3-4 of in Anaheim. The Indians smacked the Red Sox 13-6. The Nats, a 5-4 win in 11 in Houston. And the White Sox down the Twins, 5-1 in the NL. The Reds cooled off the Cubs, 4-2. The Padres, a 4-3 win in St. Louis. The Cardinals are five games behind Colorado for the second NL wild card. The Jacksonville Jaguars still don't know their starting quarterback. Chad Henney started last night's 24-23 preseason loss to the Panthers, going 8-for-14, 73 yards, sacked three times. Do you think you played well, Chad? Yeah. Blake Bortles <laughs> then threw for 125 yards, a touchdown, and a pick. He'll keep fighting for the job at some point. I show up, you know, tomorrow, and or tomorrow's off day, so whenever the next day is, I'll show up, and when they tell me to go play, I'll go play um, for as long as they let me. Cam Newton made wow. his preseason. Yeah. Way to go get that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Blake, I mean, jeez, nice motivation. And as long as they tell me to play, I'll play. Mm, yeah, that's it. Yeah. Cam Newton made his preseason debut for the Panthers, playing one series, which ended with a touchdown pass to Kelvin Benjamin. Two touchdown throws for Carson Wentz and the Eagles' 38-31 victory over the Dolphins. The San Antonio Spurs have officially re-signed 40-year-old Manu Ginobili. And Russell Henley leads at 600 par after round one of the Northern Trust. The opening event 
of the PGA postseason. Dustin Johnson's one shot back. Rory McIlroy shooting a three over 73. Guys. All right, Bogish. Travis is in Oregon. He's on CBS Sports Radio. Good morning, Travis. How you guys doing? Good, Travis. What's on your mind? Well, I have been an MMA fighter for a little while, and I just don't understand that you guys can't conceive that in the MMA training, we box. We use 16, 20-ounce gloves, and we train boxing. I'm sure Conor McGregor has been training boxing for at least 15 years now. It's not like he's getting in a ring and he's never, ever put boxing gloves on. Right, and we're not disputing that. What we're disputing is, is he going to be able to be effective against the best that boxing has to offer and a guy who is always surgical in his approach and never leaves himself vulnerable? He is against boxers, but MMA people move But you a can't lot kick, you can't bring him to the ground. I mean, you can't do any of that stuff. You really no. think that McGregor's movements are going to be that confusing to Floyd? Well, if he boxed for so many years, he's used to that type of stuff. Training in the in the ring. I mean, when you bring something a little bit different, it's going to change him up a little bit. <clears throat> he's not going to be as concise and, and precise as, as you guys think he's going to be. Mm. Now, I don't think McGregor is necessarily going to win a fight, but <clears throat> I've heard people out there say that McGregor can't hit him which I think is ludicrous. Well, he may may be able to hit him. He definitely should be able to get some body punches in, but that's been the source of uh, of the the legendary career that Mayweather has lived and fought is the fact that he gets out of harm's way. You can't hit him. But, uh, yeah, he gets tagged every now and then. People have bubbled his eye. Uh, But the guy, McGregor, has not seen anything like this, even at 40. Floyd Mayweather is still going to be a force to be reckoned with and a hard target to hit. No, and I agree. It's going to be. Okay, that's all we're saying. We're not we're not well, discounting the fact that there is boxing elements involved in MMA. Well, you guys discounted Conor McGregor now because you think he doesn't wear shoes ever. Well, no. no. The point the point was, <laughs> I mean, we were being a little bit facetious. Yeah, man. Tongue but in the, cheek, dog. You were. The, the point was, Travis, that— But if you knew we were, why you bring it up? <laughs> well, he laughed at the end of it. <laughs> um, but the point being that it's an uncomfortable atmosphere for him in a guy that's—I mean, it's basically Conor McGregor is walking into Floyd Mayweather's living room. I mean, this is this is what it is. He doesn't know where anything is. Where Floyd, he, Floyd's right. got to get him a drink out of the fridge. Exactly. You know, I mean, so I, I don't. I really, really hope that I'm wrong, and Conor McGregor comes out swinging, and Floyd is just stunned by this, and he has to do everything in his power to be able to hold off this beast. And remember too. You know, 12 rounds is something that mm-hmm. Connor is not exactly Thank you. used to either. Yep. So he's going to have to make this a four or five round right. fight to have yep. any opportunity yep. to be able to beat the guy. I, I, I would agree. And I know you have marveled at his training. You've been watching All Access. Well, uh, Wednesday, uh, Mayweather, four hours of training. It's about time. Four hours of training. It's like me. Yeah. With a test in high school. <laughs> I wait till like the last possible minute no, no, to no. do something. No, no, no. He, yeah. he's, he, he hadn't waited till the last minute. But four hours of training. 
Wednesday, getting ready for this fight. So well, he'll Friday be night, he's going to be at Girl Collection. He's not even. I mean, uh, he's, he was there uh, prior to the four hours of, of training, but he's not a drinker. So he's taking care of his body and he's taking care of his business. Mm. You get your training in, then you have all those other hours to do other things. Yeah, we'll see. Bunch of hookers. No, <laughs> none of that going on at Girl Collection. Uh, Bill is calling from Alaska. He's on CBS Sports Radio. What's going on, Bill? Hey, good morning. I think uh, it makes sense to me that, in a football sense, if uh, McGregor stays squared up, shoulders parallel with May- Mayweather, and shuffles and sidesteps like Mayweather will, uh, but it's like a DN or outside linebacker. You turn your shoulders back towards the ball, you're lost, and he's got to stay square. It makes sense to me, and maybe he'll have something, uh, something come out in his way uh, when it's all over, but other than that, it's going to be uh, yeah, it's going to be a good show. Well, fun, I, fun should should be fun to watch. I, I like the football analogy, and I'll take it further. How do you simulate that speed of a forty-year-old Mayweather? It's still as good as you, uh, a thirty-year fighter or someone even younger. I mean, this guy has tremendous speed. He knows how to get out of harm's way. So, how do you simulate that? What what what, what has he done in his training, McGregor? to get him ready for what he's about to witness. Even at 40, Mayweather's still a force to be reckoned with. Yeah, it, it, uh, all, all fighters in any any genre have to be uh, real economical with their punches. And mm-hmm. when, when McGregor gets close, he's got to swing at everything above those trunks, uh, arms, uh, elbows, and, uh, and not try to be scientific and pick here and set up here and all that. He's got to go bat stuff on it and uh and, and other than that it's just gonna be uh mirror mirror around the ring yeah i really hope that it isn't it isn't that at all bill because and this if you could just drop bill for me in there because this thing all of a sudden went so weird hit, i have you, no you idea the wrong button, man. Have no clue what happened there anyway so it, i mean <laughs> if, it, if it turns out to be that and one of the things i said in the, in the first hour was Teddy Atlas, I heard yesterday, he was on like 50 different shows. He was doing the rounds. And he said that he's afraid for boxing if Conor McGregor beats Floyd Mayweather because Mm. MMA is coming up. A lot of people are interested in that. Boxing is taking a step back. Mm -hmm. And if the MMA star walks in and beats the best that boxing has to offer and puts that one loss on Mayweather's record, then what is that going to say? It's a referendum on boxing. Now, I understand his point, but I disagree with the fact that it's going to ruin boxing. I'll tell you what will be the worst-case scenario for boxing is that Floyd does exactly what I think he's going to do, and he's not going to allow McGregor to get near him. He's going to be able to bop up here or there. He's going to play the scorecard. He's going to boom, win around here, boom, win around here, and then all of a sudden string it together, and McGregor's just lost because... He's in the labyrinth of Floyd Mayweather, which is an impossible thing to crack. And then we have 12 rounds of, of nothing. That will hurt boxing more than McGregor knocking out Floyd Mayweather. Floyd Mayweather, you know what you're going to get from Floyd Mayweather. Exactly what you just illustrated. That's what he does. That's how he's amassed 49 and no But record. would you agree? Right. But, but I don't think that hurts boxing. He goes in boxing, know how this guy fights. That's how he goes about his business. Now, we just talked about the... The number of times he's knocked folks out. 2011 was the last time. 07, uh, prior to that, Ricky Hatton. So he 
sticks to his game plan. And you don't have to like it. You don't have to want to see it. But you have to admire that the guy sticks to his strategy and it has worked brilliantly to the tune of hundreds of millions of dollars. So if you don't like that type of fighting, don't tune in. But you know what you're going to get from Mayweather. That's what he does. He's going to pick his, 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 his time to take shots and be more aggressive. But for the most part, he wants you to come get him. So I want McGregor to go after him. Yeah. And then that's the only way you're going to have a more entertaining fight, I believe, if you are the aggressor. And if you're trying to knock Floyd Mayweather off his pedestal, you have to be the aggressor. So Floyd, I know what I'm going to see. He's going to get out of harm's way, and he may toy with McGregor, especially if McGregor gets in there and he's as slow as we may think he may look going up against uh, Floyd Mayweather, and he's going to toy with him and, and get shots in here and there and, and, and try to mess up his, his face and, and, and at least do that for eight or nine rounds. That's what he wants to do. But he's not going to change his stripes. He's going to be Floyd Mayweather. No, and I'm not saying that he will. I'm just saying that I don't believe that the thing that will hurt boxing is if this is a, a boring fight. That that will hurt boxing more. I don't think it does. More I'm, than yeah. – no, because people were ticked off, and we'll see. Maybe the paper, maybe the Pacquiao-Mayweather fight hurt boxing already and, and hurt Floyd already. I don't know. We'll see what happens with the pay-per-view buy, buy, – I can't say that. Pay-per-view buys. <laughs> We'll see what happens there. But uh, if Connor knocks out Floyd, people aren't going to stop watching boxing. I actually think that does more mm-hmm. for combat sports than anything. They're going to, they're going to, they're going to want to see more of these mashups if that's what happens. If Connor knocks out uh, uh, Mayweather, they went, we need to do this again. Who's next? Who's it? Uh, who's the Triple G? Who can he take on in the MMA? Maybe one of those Ukrainian cats. You know? Oh, that'd be a different story. Yeah, I mean, you, you, you want to see more of these mashups if that happens. But Mayweather's not going to hurt boxing. Pacquiao hurt boxing. He didn't disclose that he had an injured arm. And even going to that fight, Pacquiao knew he had to be the aggressor. You got to go after the champ. Go get him. He's there for the taking if you can take him. 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. If you have thoughts on the... Fight lines are open. We'll take your calls. Also coming up next, a fight on a baseball field. That was pretty entertaining. We're coming right back. Give us a call right now. 855-212-4CBS. Time to ask the pros where you get to ask us a question brought to you by Raleigh Auto Parts. Go to cbssportsradio.com slash askthepros or tweet your question at CBS Sports Radio using the hashtag askthepros. Before your travels begin, prepare for summer road trips. Visit O'Reilly Auto Parts for simple, preventable maintenance that will ensure a safe journey during the summer months ahead. O'Reilly Auto Parts, better parts, better prices every day. The Yankees and the Tigers yesterday got completely out of control, and there is nothing dumber to me than these baseball fights that start over nothing. And (laughs) this is exactly how this went down. So... Gary Sanchez has been on fire. I mean, the guy hit his fourth home run of the series in the fourth inning yesterday, and then when he comes up in his next at-bat, he gets drilled in the hip by Tigers pitcher Michael Fulmer. You cannot tell me that that was not intentional. I believe it was intentional. Mm -hmm. Joe Girardi believed it was intentional, Yankees manager. The Yankees clearly believed it was intentional, and then... Of course, which is the biggest punk move of all time. They send the trainer out after <laughs> Sanchez gets hit as if there was something wrong with Fulmer. That was interesting. Now, 
Fomer has had some issues with his arm and fingers, tingling mm-hmm. in his fingers and his arm. But, yes, that was bull dookie for Osmus, Brad Osmus, the manager and the trainer to come out there. Yeah, your arm all right? Yeah, you, you, you feeling okay? Yeah. <laughs> uh, is there tingling? Yeah. I mean, it was orchestrated to, at the highest level. Really? Come on. So then um, in it, just a series, an avalanche of, of events at this point, you get a ball throw. Tommy Canely comes in, throws mm-hmm. a ball behind Miguel Cabrera. Canely mm-hmm. gets ejected because after the you got the warnings after the incident with Gary Sanchez. Chapman's going to come into the game. Girardi comes out. He gets ejected because he's arguing with the ejection of Canely. You got Austin Romine behind the plate. And all of a sudden, Miguel Cabrera and Romine are getting into it. And then it just, boom, (laughs) there it just happened. Everybody's seen the video by now. Punches are being thrown. Benches being cleared. Brad Ausmus and Gardner are are fighting. Everybody's, there's Gary Sanchez comes out. He's sucker punching people. Yeah, that's the one I'm really concerned about. He's definitely going to get a suspension for that. But this goes back to, I think it was the end of July when these two met here at Yankee Stadium. And, Matuk, I believe is how you pronounce his last name, M-A-H-T-O-O-K, for the Tigers. He was plunked twice, and then Fulmer was on the on the bump, and he hit uh, Jacoby Ellsbury. And and so you would think that's the end of it. And, and then you have what occurred yesterday, as you mentioned. Sanchez has been wearing these guys out, and, and Fulmer takes, uh, uh, clearly throws at him, and, and he's not even given a warning or anything. So the umpires have to understand the history of, of these guys, what happened at Yankee Stadium end of July. They also have to understand, here's a guy as hot as anyone uh, in baseball right now, and clearly he was thrown at. And, and you, you're not able to, to, to see that. from uh, You got four umpires out there. You're not, you, you don't know what's going on here. Uh, so clearly they missed the ball on that. And, 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 and uh, Girardi was highly upset, the fact that they didn't give Fulmer a, a warning. And then... Cabrera was looking for a fight. He comes out, Romine's standing there on the uh, behind the plate, his mask on, looking out at the mound. You're trying to warm Chapman up, about to begin to warm him up, and 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 Cabrera comes out and, and says, "You got a problem with me?" No, you, and he keeps going there with well, that line are, of questioning. That team's a mess. The wait, team's... wait, I understand they're a mess, but Cabrera, Miggy Cabrera was obviously looking for an altercation, and he got one. Eventually, Romine takes the mask off. He gets shoved, and he defends himself, which he should do. Right. No, of course. At that point, he can't just be taking punches in the face. But that team, they were feuding in the dugout. They're a mess. Yeah. Their manager is just a hothead. But baseball is the only place in the world where violence is a response to your opponent beating the hell out of you. Unnecessary violence is a response Mm -hmm. to your opponent beating the hell out of you. Like in football, I get it. It's a physical game. But think about, like, in golf, in a final round of a major, and a guy's just birdie after birdie after birdie, like Gary Sanchez was hitting yeah. home run after home run after home run. And then just, like, you know, right before the 17th tee, the golfer who's not doing as well just takes his club and whaps the other guy over the head with it. Or he picks up his golf ball and throws it at him 90 miles an hour because he's doing so well. You it's, may be on to something. It's the Dumbest thing I've ever seen. It is the dumbest thing, and it's also dumb for the pitchers to try to get in the mix because they don't have to come up to bat, and they're not going to do anything. So you got Verlander, who's now mad at Victor Martinez, and Victor Martinez is still playing baseball. Wow. Salute to you, dude. You've had a long, lengthy career. He's upset that you have Martinez talking to Sanchez after all this has gone on, and I forget who it was Sanchez uh, popped in the face 
uh, Castellano or somebody from the, the Tigers uh, team. And, and so Verland is now upset that Martinez is making all nice with Sanchez, and now they have a little tiff. Uh, but these pitches that run out, like, what are you going to do? Nothing. You're not going to get involved in this. You, and you don't have to come up to bat, so you don't have to worry about being plunked. But you're right. That's what they resort to. A guy's wearing you out, and he's, he's hitting – Home run after home run after home run, as Sanchez has done or had, had had done in that series, you have to throw at him now? Yeah, How just because you? he's been beating you. Yeah. I mean, and, it, and that's what started this swallow, whole thing. But and as you said, in the, in the last series, everything should have been done at that right. point. And right. I, I think that's stupid, too, mm-hmm. the retaliation stuff. But at least it was done at that point. So that's why, you know, I know this was just basically because Gary Sanchez was hitting a ton of home runs. Take it like a man, and right? They were, and they were sick of it. Yeah. And then Batances drills, Dylan Batances drills James McCann in the head. And then he doesn't get ejected right away, right. which to me is like, it was, Dana DeMuth was the crew chief. I forget who was behind the plate. Um, I forget his name already. But so, I mean, the umpires in this situation to have the benches clear as many times as they did yesterday and never get this damn thing under control is crazy to me. Mm-hmm. It's just absolutely crazy that they let it get to that point, and now it's going to be even worse because you have ejections and everything else. And, and Brad Osmus, who is someone that should be, and I know both Girardi and Osmus were players, and they were, you know, uh, scrappy guys, whatever. But those guys have to be have to rise above this, and you have Osmus saying blank you to Brett Gardner in his face, and Girardi was all ticked off about that mm-hmm. in the postgame. This is just so unnecessary and stupid. And the Yankees, yes, once all that stuff started happening and you have to, you know, Gary Sanchez gets hit, you got to come back and, and defend yourself. I understand all that. My big problem is Fulmer, the wuss that he is, because Gary Sanchez is so good, he's got to hit him, and then Osmond's pretending like he's hurt. That's the problem. <laughs> right. Because I can't get, as much as I can't stand the Yankees, I can't get on the Yankees with the season that they're having. They don't want to get pushed around, especially when one of their best young players is having, you know, he's is on fire and he mm-hmm. gets hit. You got to be able to stand up for him. It's just my, it's how it starts that drives me absolutely up a wall. Yeah. Get the damn guy out. Don't hit him with a pitch. There you go. Uh, Carlos Torres, is that who you yes. said B2B? That yes, was yes, the yes. Uh, the home plate umpire who didn't initially throw Batanzas out, but Batanzas threw a curveball, wasn't it? When the curveball just he got away. He hit him in the head. <laughs> he's after... been wild all season. I don't care. He hit him in the head. Head. You've been wild after man. after the bench is cleared and like eight guys got ejected. I, if you hit a guy in the head, you gotta go. I agree. I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm with you. I know, but he's been wild all season. I'm just saying. Oh my goodness, <laughs> just so dumb. And, and the Yankees don't need this either. No, this is the last thing they need. And Gary Sanchez is going to be suspended for this. He comes in, they got a pile there, and he's throwing punches uh, into the pile. He's definitely going to have to be set. I mean, it's going to be. I mean, it might be a week. Yeah, it might be seven or eight well, games. I, 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 much as I hate it, you're right. Well, yes. lucky it's still August now, and it's not like. And, and hopefully, Romine will not be suspended because he was protecting himself. Uh, he was looking out towards he the mound, minding be. his own business. He's still going minding be. his own damn business. Joe Torre, whoever's handing down the fine, he was minding his business. Uh, Miguel Cabrera was looking for a fight, and he got one. And the guy Romine gave him. a Ample time to just walk away, and he wouldn't. He kept yapping, so eventually, you know, a man's going to protect himself, right? And that's what Romine did. He should yeah. not be suspended. Sure. 
And that'd be nice if they looked at it that way, but they, they won't. They are. They will not look at it that way. Heed my advice. All right. You all right? You got two more hours in you? Yeah, if Billy Jack alone gets me an iced coffee, maybe. Come on, Jack alone. <laughs> CBS Sports Radio. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.